You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Cheryl Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that one, two, three, four, five star review. Five star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can give us a like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Stores, and of course, Lakers Fast Break. It is truly and immensely appreciated. If you got a basketball fan in your life, NBA fan, Lakers fan, please tell them about the Lakers Fast Break. It is one of the top-rated Lakers podcasts that are out there, so we truly appreciate all the support, all the love, and all the mentions that we get out there. So please go ahead and give us a shout-out anytime you want or anytime you can right here at the Lakers Fast Break. And I also wanted to make mention, as always, we got our great people and great folks that we work with at Thrive Fantasy and work with out there, Thrive Fantasy and ThriveFantasy.com. You got to go ahead and be at ThriveFantasy.com or download it today on your mobile app. What you can do with your mobile phone on the mobile app for Thrive Fantasy, you can go ahead and right now they're going to do over 10,000 in prizes right now, 10 grand in prizes for the NFL divisional round as well as free rolls for the League of Legends League Championship Series lock-in tournament. So if you're into esports and you're also into what's going on with the NFL, PGA, you know, if you're into right there with me, I get nothing but a slice. But if you're into the PGA, the Sony Open is coming this week. So you can go ahead and place your wagers on that. And of course, every single day on the NBA, lots of stuff going on in the world of sports and you can be part of the action for daily fantasy sports betting, player props right now at Thrive Fantasy. And if you type in the codes LFB on your first deposit, they'll match it dollar for dollar up to $50 right from our friends at Thrive Fantasy. Like Tom said right before we went on the air on our exclusive YouTube feed, you know what? I shouldn't have been worried at all because the Lakers didn't fall into the trap. They looked at the trap. They laughed at the trap. <laughs> around the trap and beat the trap because they did a great job today playing again another great performance from the defensive end and just basically gave the Oklahoma City Thunder no chance at all winning 128 to 99 second half just clearly distanced themselves they were up 12 at the break but they just basically distanced themselves in the third quarter and just they never looked back Another outstanding performance by the leading contender for the MVP race, and that is LeBron James. 
five out of eight from the three point area, 26 points. Again, he's getting those 24s, 25s, 26. You're not seeing those mid 30s or big games, huge games scoring wise because he hasn't had a need to, to go ahead and do so. Just getting those great solid numbers, 26 points, seven assists, six rebounds. Overall, great game. Although I do have a bone to pick with you guys because you guys said Anthony Davis is out with a sprained toe. Boy, that sprained toe looked really bad when he was shooting eight for 13 <laughs> today on 18 points and seven rebounds. Again, a great performance today by the team. Montres Harrell chipped in with 21 and six rebounds. Just overall, a great performance. And here today to talk about it with us is always the good man indeed. I know him as Tom Wong, but you know him as the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. You got to go ahead and check in with what he's doing each and every day on his medium.com site, plus also as well, Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, you told me not to be worried. You told me to be calm, but you guys took so long. I already drank my chocolate milk, so sorry. <laughs> Couldn't wait for you guys. Well, I, I hope that glass was half full there, Gerald. No, it was full all the way. It was full all the way. All right. Sorry. Sorry. It was full all the way, but now it's empty. So what can you do? But again, it was just another great performance, and they didn't fall into the trap on a back-to-back -back game. You know, uh, I think the announcement that should be made is that the uh, preseason is over for the Los Angeles Lakers. Certainly seems this, like this it. This is no longer the preseason. Um and it, and it all sort of started with uh, Anthony Davis having that terrible game and and uh, complaining about the team's defense, saying that his team's defense was blank, blank. And, uh, and the team's response to it was uh, exactly what you want. They've come out now, three straight games have played tremendous defense, blocking shots, getting into the passing lane, stealing, and then running with the ball off of the fast breaks and, yep. uh, and shooting the ball extremely well. As a Laker fan, these are the kind of games you love to see. You can see the camaraderie growing between the team players. You can see the chemistry getting better and better. I and mean, everybody's just having a great time. So it's, you know, it. I thought it would take a little longer. Uh, we're now uh, nine and three, is it, I think? Ten and three. That ten, and three. Ten, ten and three. Number one record overall in the NBA Eastern or Western. So that's 13, 13 games, which is pretty close to 20% of the season. Yeah, so, so I think the preseason is definitely over at this point in time. We've got a few more games with non-playoff teams. Uh, and then I think the 21st, we head on and meet the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, which should be a, a great matchup. And that'll be the first that'll be the first game this season where we really contest to see how good we are. And it, it should be an exciting uh, rest of the month. We're dodging the should be oh, we're dodging COVID yeah. left and right around us. Uh, I feel the same way in my personal life. I, you know, neighbors, friends, uh, business associates are all coming down with it. Family members, my nephew's got it, and uh, uh, his wife has got it. Uh, so it's you know it's it's scary times. Um, hopefully, uh, we can all soon get vaccinations, and we can put this in the rearview mirror. But another great night for the Lakers. I'm looking forward to Friday night, and uh, the Pelicans will be in town with Lonzo Ball. Unfortunately, we won't. We won't see the entire Pelicans team because of no, and yep, because um, Zion. Well, and, let me just give I, everybody. I, I, I was looking well, forward that, to seeing Zion play. Yeah, just let me give everybody update. Zion unfortunately is now under health and safety protocols because it looks like uh, he might have uh, gotten it. So, I think that's uh, obviously a, a, something that's going to disappoint a lot of Lakers fans because we always want to see Zion versus LeBron, just because there's been so few times to see it. But yeah, 
He is currently out on health and safety protocols, but the team is still playing. In fact, they're playing the Clippers as we speak at this point in time. Right. Do they actually say that uh, Zion? No, they haven't said Or is it contract tracing? They haven't said it through his contract tracing as of yet. I'll look into it more right here as I'm sharing. But yeah, if you want to continue. But again, the defensive side of the ball, I'm really impressed that they focused in on it. Again, this Oklahoma City's got a lot of young talent. And they've got a long future, but they're behind the eight ball right now. And they've done a great job so far. But when you're matched up against a team like this, where you clearly know you have the advantage, it's nice to see that the Lakers, as soon as that halftime ended and they get, you know, they kind of kept them within range that they turned it on that third quarter and they're right back. It takes a certain level to get to, to be the, to really play defense like that day in and day out, uh, night in and night out, regardless of whom you're playing. And sometimes you lose that focus when the competition isn't the top teams in a league and so forth. And I think that the Lakers coaching staff has done a terrific job of, of getting the guys to focus on how they play rather than who they play. Um, it makes a big, big difference that, that you go out there and you function and you, exercise, you, you execute in the same manner on every play defensively, you make your rotations, you make your reads, you and, and on offense, you share the ball. We saw some great passing, some great yes. drives and handoff passing from everybody on the team. Uh, nine guys hit threes tonight. Um, and LeBron, LeBron James, who I think I earlier had saw a post on Lakerholics.com where LeBron is averaging 6.2 threes and 6.2 dunks and layups per game. Talk about a perfect balance between being an inside and outside threat. And that's the first time in in the King's career that he has averaged as many threes as he has uh, shots at the rim. And it's not that he's scoring less. No. He's scoring right around the same average. He's just not – you don't see those 30 and 40-point games from him. You're seeing every single game – 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, right in those mid-20s, you're just seeing consistently game in, game out. Well, I think I think what we may actually see by the end of the year is not only LeBron and AD playing fewer minutes than they did last year, but scoring fewer points and recording fewer rebounds and 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 fewer assists than they did last year. And the reason because the reason for it is obviously because of the balance on the team and the depth that they've got now. The bench was terrific. I think at one point near the end of the game, they'd scored 43 points. And and the starters are, as as we saw at the start of the game and at the start of the third quarter, the starters are doing their jobs. We're tied before we went into this game as the number one team defensively. And I gotta feel that we've we've improved just basically just based upon the kind of defense that we played tonight. And and as long as we go into a game with the focus being to play that level of defense and to execute defensively every single play and to continue to play hard the entire game, uh, this team is going to be impossible to beat. They're, They're at this point in time, they are playing better defense, allowing fewer points and blocking as many shots as they did last year with JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard in the lineup. So all of those early talk about have the Lakers traded their championship defense for a few more points on offense, those things have been proven to be false at this point in time. 
Well, you got to admit it looked kind of shaky at first, but they've gelled. The thing yeah, is, and, and, I think that, and again, as we've talked many times, that's because of the difference in the the defensive schemes that they're using this year. Yeah. Um, they're really they're really focusing on wanting to to hedge hedge on all of the pick and rolls and to and to basically not play drop coverage with their centers. So they're coming. They're having their centers come out and challenge, and entrusting that they have the speed and athleticism to rotate on the ball. And it takes a while to get that. You know, it's actually I think we've made tremendous progress to be playing at the level that we're playing right now, just 13 games into the season after only 71 games after only 71 days off for the off season. So that's a testament to a great job from the coaching staff. Uh, Frank Vogel having having in the front office having the having the courage to make the kinds of personnel changes that they made to shift their defensive structure to a whole different approach to the game that fits better with the modern game and that, that emulates what they did to win the championship. It's all coming together for the Lakers and uh, everybody on the team really contributed well tonight. What's kind of funny is even when they put even when they put the 12th and 13th and 14th players in the game, it doesn't turn into the kind of garbage time that you see with most teams because yeah. there's still a structure there. They still play good aggressive defense. They still actually share the ball, move the ball around. And they're just as excited when it's McKinney who makes a corner three as when it's LeBron making a corner three. So that, that says a lot about where this team is mentally and and it, it it really bodes well for the team as we move through the season. The compressed season is amazing. I mean, we got another game Friday, um, and it's you know it's for a fan, it's the best thing in the world because I can remember there were times when it seemed like we'd play a game on Monday and we wouldn't have another game until Friday, and now we're we've been back to back games left and right, and uh, and it, it really gives you a chance to to get into the season. And we're really we're reaching a point now where we're going to start to see some really competitive games because teams are now starting to go, there's going to be start to be some separation uh, in the standings as, as the teams now start to figure out who's going to be playing well and who's not going to be playing well. This is Raphael from NBA draft And you are listening to the Lakers fast break. Check out what's been going on with the pop culture Cosmo show and the PCC multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody is bunched up right now. But in the next 10 to 15 games, I think we should see some separation. It's nice, though, that the Lakers are, I don't know, I don't want to say that they're peaking, but they're certainly finding a rhythm at this point in time. And they have gelled, obviously, on both ends of the floor. They've maintained a decent 
three-point shooting. I think that was something I was worried about even more so than finding a defense was how long would the three-point shooting that they started off so stellar, how long would that last? I was wondering if it was going to be fool's gold. I don't think it's going to be fool's gold per se. I think they are now a better shooting team than they are last year. How good? I'm still not certain. But if they can get anywhere close to 37, 38% and stay there, as a team, I mean, because they're above that now. Yeah, we but were 38. I think we were 38 9 heading into the game, yeah. and we shot 16 for 37, 18, yeah. 18 for 37. We we actually had a 21, you know, it's it's almost like we're the new version of the Rockets. We had a 21 point advantage in the three point line uh, tonight. Um, and it's pretty hard to beat a team when you get outshot by seven threes. Well, if you can so, stay at 38%, if you can stay there throughout stay the rest at 38%, of the season, they're going to be extremely happy for the end of the season. I will, because again, it just it gives you so many options because you know, if you can hit from the outside, that opens it up for LeBron to drive literally at any yeah. point in time he wants, or if he wants to go ahead and have cutters like Kuzma or Davis or Harrell. It makes it so much easier when the lane is spread out because they have to respect the three-point shooters. Morris, very solid game tonight. Yeah, Morris had a good game. Uh, yeah. You know, Le LeBron, This is, uh, I think this is the first game this season. He's hit five threes. Yeah. Five and out of Caruso, eight deep. Caruso is back-to-back, -back, but then again, you didn't see him. Caruso is, Caruso is uh, I think, the second-best three-point shooter in the team 47. right now. 47%, but you notice right. he didn't take any other shots because I don't think he wanted to ruin his percentage at this point <laughs> in time. So, because remember, well, he is one, one thing I still like, though, is that uh, none of the Lakers hesitate to throw up the Hail Marys at the end of the quarters, you know, and, and you'll see a lot of teams where the guy will start to pump that long. Or he waits right, up there and then they say, wait waits, a minute, that's going to hurt my three-point percentage. Or he waits till right after the buzzer. Oh, yeah, oh, right. I shot it oh, I just didn't get it off in time, right? Gosh darn, darn. it. So, you know. Yeah, that's, it's, it's interesting because it's good. You know, if, if, we, if we continue to – you have to understand that the game of basketball really – everybody keeps talking about it being a two-way game, that, that the game is first on one end, it's on defense, and then at the other end, it's offense. But it isn't. It isn't that way. It isn't like football. It really is separated into a defensive game and an offensive game. And, and it's actually different guys that are actually on the field playing offense and defense in football. In basketball, it's a continuum, you know, and the offense and defense are basically folded together. Um, they're connected. And so when you're playing great offensively, very often you'll see a team play great defensively, assuming that you have the personnel to be able to play that way. And that's one of the beauties of this Lakers team, that they have a lot of players who are two-way players. Uh, KCP has been one of the real unsung heroes on this team. Uh, when you look at the net ratings and the plus minuses uh, for the Laker players individually, Kenny is really up there at the top of, of both of those rankings. Um, and he's been just shooting lights out after coming back from nine games off, you know, because of the, the ankle injury and so forth. And, uh, he looked just great tonight. He was just amazing. Um, every time he shot, I would, I, you know, I, I always watch the arc of the ball as it's going toward the rim. And you can almost tell early in the early when the shot is taken, if you watch that and you've got that basket in line, you know when it's going in and you know when it's going off. It's the same as if you're a shooter. Um, and every time Kenny shoots, man, I think that ball is going in, even sometimes when it'll spin around and come out. Um, he's got such he's, he's, he's right looking now. good, and everybody on the team is shooting the ball real well. 
And a lot of that, I think, comes from the flow that they have offensively and defensively. Except for THT right now. THT's had a couple back-to-back games. Uh, but then again, it's just what we talked about. We want the good and the bad. Well, Throw them out there. He's played, he's, played, he's, played, he's, played, he's played. He's made some great passes tonight. He had a yes. couple of great assists and drives and yes. so forth. He's played good defense. Um, he ranks as the third best defensive player on the team right now yeah. from the defensive ratings and so forth. It's as, so we've talked, well, as we've talked many times and we both agree, yeah, this kid is going to be a star, but he's just turned 20 years old. And you got to put it, him out there. You gotta all of us can that. remember back when you just turned 20 years old and you want to think about some of the foolish things, the foolish ideas, the foolish, the lack of motivation that I had when I was 20 years old. And I look at a guy like a kid like Talon. I mean, it's just amazing that where he is for a person that age coming in as a late second round draft pick and playing on the Los Angeles Lakers, because there's not many championship teams that I can ever remember that had a 20 year old kid break into the, break into the rotation and actually play well and be a contributor. Yeah. We need to put, he, again, he needs that time. He needs the minutes, yeah. he needs the experience. An investment. Needs- We're making an investment yeah. in this kid for the future. So if he has rough games, what else is he going to bring to the table? Is he going to look, you know, when he doesn't have the shot and it's not going for him, is he going to rebound? Is he going to play defense? Is, is he, he going to be able to make that pass? Still shooting 90% on the free throw line now. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is, you know, when you're, when you're talking about of how a player is going to develop and what he's going to develop into, it's what type of player is he going to become? And with someone like THT, who looks like as of right now, which could change, but as of right now, his shot is come and go. And the thing is, when it goes and it's not coming right now, what's the thing that he's going to be able to bring to the table? Is he going to bring solid defense? Is he going to be able to bring a, a playmaking ability where he can drive and kick out to people? Is he going to be able to rebound for, for the guard? Is he going to be able to get that push that fast break going? Because we need to keep the tempo up is imperative that this team thrives on their defense and their fast break transition. It makes so many, so many things easier for this team when they do. So again, the thing is when his shot is there, it's like gravy. It's like icing on the cake, but when it's not there and the the fact that you're still developing him and giving him time and giving him minutes, is he going to be able to learn that, you know what, I'm not going to go get down to myself. I'm going to be able to find other ways to help my team win. Well, I, th- I think the thing that's really encouraging about him when you watch him play, and I could say this about almost every single player on that team, is Frank has played because when you have an 11-man rotation, it's not like the normal situation where you're running an eight-man rotation and you have maybe three different five-man lineups that are out there for 95% of the minutes. When you got 11 guys, you get a lot of different combinations that haven't played with each other or have played only sparingly with each other. And one of the things I've noticed with Talon, with Caruso, with even Schroeder, KCP, with the Lakers, it almost doesn't matter who is in the game. Everybody is playing the same way. They're all playing hard on defense. They're all making the right rotations. If they all go to the hoop, they're all looking for that open man, whether it's a dish and drive, drive and dish or whether it's a drive and pitch it out to somebody. They're all looking to make the right play. And even, even when a guy's not shooting well, 
uh, let's say Kuzma has an off game or THT has an off game, when they attack the rim, they're still, or or if they're the person who's getting the hockey pass and has to make that hockey pass, they're still making the right plays. And I think that's one of the things that that you get confidence with a young kid like that. That's why they leave him in the lineup, because even when he's not shooting well or even when he's not even driving well, he still is out there making the right plays. And that shows that he's learning, he's acquiring a good feeling for the game. And, and that's the types of thing. Those are the types of things that are going to set him apart as he grows in his career. Well, I'll tell you what, there's so much to talk about when it comes to the Lakers. It's just so awesome to see. It is a 128 to 99 victory over the Oklahoma city thunder. Again, this is uh, Oklahoma city thunder. I think it's playing a little bit above their heads heading into the game, but they're a team that the Lakers should have easily defeated. And they did. And it's great to see that they continued the intensity, continue to ratchet up the defensive side of the ball and continue to go ahead and take care of the teams that they're supposed to take care of. As once again, they still continue to have the NBA's best record, now an NBA best 10-3. and three. So that's a great sign for Lakers fans. But that's not all that's going on in the NBA, my friend, because we had a, a, a spicy little trade, so to speak. Actually, it was a four-team trade, not a one-team trade, not a two, not a three, but a four-team trade that went down today between Houston between Brooklyn, between Cleveland and Indiana. And it all emanates, I think, starting last night with the Lakers destroying Houston. And they forced that trade. Yeah, that kind of forced that trade. And, you know, so blame the Lakers, everyone out there for the James Harden trade. But after the game, James Harden was quoted and it just sounded like his comments that he just didn't want to be there that yeah. he had no desire to be there and he wasn't giving a maximum effort. And then you spoke to John Wall. And then earlier today at practice, you spoke to DeMarcus. They, they spoke to DeMarcus Cousins. And it just showed that the team did not want him there either. So it was quickly. And he decided, wasn't there at the practice. Yeah, you know, they can tell you all they want to in regards to, oh, we're just feeling out the teams and whatnot as far as from a trade standpoint. But as soon as the the dissension between the players and James Harden came down and, and was realized, funny how he finally gets his ticket out and heads over to Brooklyn in a trade for, again, as a four-team trade involving Cleveland, Indiana, Brooklyn, and Houston. Basically, the gist of it is that Brooklyn gets James Harden and I believe a second-round draft pick from Cleveland Cleveland gets uh, some peripherals as well. Yeah, the, Pacers, the Pacers actually get that yeah. second round pick. Yeah, the, the Pacers get the second round pick, but the but Brooklyn gets something else besides James Harden. No, they just but, they just get Harden. Are you sure? Yep. Okay. All right. Well, that's the case. Then, then we're going to go ahead with what Indiana gets. Indiana gets uh, Karis LeVert. I'm not exactly loving that part of it, but again. They wanted to get something in return for Victor Oladipo, who's yeah, not going to round, stay in the second team. rounder. And Karis LeVert's a, Karis LeVert's a great player. Uh, he's a Maybe good not player. Victor Oladipo, but he's a volume pl- scorer. Uh, right. You know, but he he's not going to be an efficient shooter. But then again, that's another day for another talk for another day. But obviously, the thing is, what did Houston get back? And Houston got back Victor Oladipo. Uh, they also got residuals from Cleveland in Dante Exum and a, another player that's maybe going to be nothing more than roster filler may get an opportunity. No, Rodian's Kurex. I think he's going to be a good player. I think Rodian's Kurex is going to be a good player. He's, he's got size and he can shoot the, he can shoot the ball. 
I haven't seen much from him yet, so we'll yeah. see. The Lakers, the Lakers actually uh, were then kind also of the major, at one point in time. Well, the most important thing that they got back was four first-round <laughs> draft picks, three of Brooklyn's, and one, I think, of Milwaukee's. That's a right. Milwaukee pick that was thrown over their way. Those are all unprotected, which is a key deal, plus four swap picks, four pick swaps. So that means that in years that it's a pick swap, the Houston Rockets have the right to go ahead and swap picks with Brooklyn if they like Brooklyn's, you know, where they're standing yeah, much better. I don't know about the value of pick swaps in these types of deals. It's like it's like the Pelicans and Lakers pick swaps because well, you know, they're never it, gonna happen they're never gonna happen unless a team totally falls out of the picture because it all depends. I mean, well, yeah. you gotta look at it this way. It's like also almost like having another pick if if Brooklyn does well right. for the next but seven, you're betting that James Harden is going to destroy the chemistry of the Brooklyn Nets and cause them to have a low, worse record than the Houston Rockets. And that's, that's probably 20 or 30 or 40 to one shot. Oh, I know. And, but, and again, it's almost like having the Brooklyn Nets, uh, you know, if you just had that first round pick anyways, and it would be a late first round pick anyways. Right. So, right. I mean, it, it's essentially they're getting eight first round picks for it. But again, it's all dependent on how Brooklyn finishes over yeah. the course of the next course time and then milwaukee that pick can't be great no i'm not in love with the trade personally i think they balked and i think they bent under as far as it's concerned with on houston side i think they they had better deals that they could have placed on the table uh, i also think indiana on their end with Karis avert i think he's a good player good score but he's a volume player and i'm not sure it might it might upset the alpha cart when it comes to the great team that they have in, in indiana because they're a nice fitting team at this point in time. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned about the fit there. I would have loved if they got more shooting instead of a scoring, because I don't think scoring right. is something that they need right there. But go ahead. So who, do you think, who do you think came out best in this trade, Gerald? That's a good decision, because with Houston, if Victor Oladipo walks, you've got all that cap space. So obviously right. when you've got essentially eight first-round draft picks, and cap space, potentially, unless Victor Oladipo surprises you and plays the way he did. If he plays the way he did, you sign him in a contract, then he becomes a good player for you. But I think they're just going to let him go and take the cap space. So if that's the case, I'm going to have to say Houston is going to get the better of the deal because of the fact that Brooklyn has to win now, and I mean right now with James Harden. And I'm just not sure after you gave away Jared Allen, who was a cornerstone of whatever defense you had, that's going to be the problem because that is that is the right verb on that one too. That's the right yeah. tense. I mean, because DeAndre Jordan is not DeAndre Jordan of no. five years ago. That that right. DeAndre Jordan is not coming through the door anytime soon, and so now you're dependent on all these players: Harden, Irving, Durant. You've only got one ball to share, and you're you're counting on all these parameters as far as trying to make a defense, and you don't have any more assets. You have no more assets yeah. unless you're trading Joe Harris, and Joe Harris has now become quite pricey. They've gone all in on those three stars being able to carry him. Exactly. So you're you're all in on that, and you have got no defense. Your roster, as far as your bench, is not as proven now. It reminds me a lot of Milwaukee. Milwaukee has its now big three. Brooklyn has now its big three, but right. they don't. Each each of these teams have not much a lot, or they don't have much behind yeah. them. So. That well, Milwaukee's me, big three, it's big two and a half, in my opinion. You're um, not big on Drew. I'm big on Drew Holiday. I, 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 yeah, I like Drew, but 
I don't see him as an impact player. You know, it, it's he, he's not in the same class as if you look at the if, if you look at the Nets big three of, of KD, Kyrie, and you know, and Harden. Those are like three guys that okay. If it's a three on three and they're going, they're at the at yeah. the court. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm going with Brooklyn on that one. I, yeah. I agree. I mean, you you could easily you know, I I think to me. To me, the big winner, I, I agree with you that the big winner is the Houston Rockets. To me, the big uh, winner could be like, Philadelphia. I actually, like, I actually like the trade that they made. I, I think that I think first off that, like I said earlier, the pick swaps will never mount to anything, just like they won't with the Lakers and the Pelicans. The, the Pelicans are never going to get a swap with the Lakers because the Lakers are always going to be at a much worse draft pick than the Pelicans got. And the same thing is going to happen with the Nets. The Nets are never going to be below, you know, the picks that, that the the Rockets are going to get. Do you think? Well, uh, but I do. Here. But I do. I but I really, I really do like the Oladipo trade, and I think Dante Exum has great potential. And I and I've always liked Rodian's Curiex. I wouldn't be surprised that Victor Oladipo will be traded again before the trade deadline. Well, I'm just going to say this: Dante Exum has been too injured. Yeah. He's been injured about his entire career. You don't know if he has anything. That's you, but that's how, but that's usually they had to make a choice because because when once James threw everybody under the bus on the team, you knew there was no going back. No, oh, I know. And so they had to make he forced them to make the trade. I think they could have gotten something better as far as for the now. But yeah. for the future, this is, I guess, it's about as good as you're going to get. For no, the I think that they can get a, they, they might be able to get another couple draft picks and another good young player with Oladipo trading him. I, I think that they're going to do exactly what. Because he can be traded. traded in March. He can be traded in March, right. just to let yeah, you know. He can be traded right before the trade deadline. Yeah. And the thing is, you'll not only have recouped all the, the draft picks that they lost yeah. in the in the Chris Paul. And, you know, and, and they're rebuilding. They're rebuilding. You know, they're yeah. Gordon. Uh, P.J. Tucker is going to go next. Gordon could go. Teams looking for him and so forth. Um, the Pacers, it says something about the Pacers, basically, which is basically they did not – they weren't going to sign Victor again. That that train had left the station, and pretty much they wanted to make sure that they got something back for it. Um, I happen to like Levert a lot. Uh, uh, he's, he's a different kind of player. He's not – as you said, Gerald, he's not a high-efficiency scorer. But boy, when that guy gets into the paint, there's not a guard in the league who can do a better job of, of basically drawing fouls and getting to the line or getting. I agree with you on that. Like, I just think, I mean, I just think they need more kill. shooting. I just think yeah. they need more shooting to help free up Sabonis and make yeah. his life. And the fact is, Brogdon is doing so much there right now and is playing so well. Yeah, I love that, Brogdon. I wish we'd yeah. gone after him instead of waiting for Kawhi. You and I uh, both. You and I both. Yeah. But uh, you know, and 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 you know, the calves, uh, the calves, the calves are the calves. They don't matter. Well, the uh, thing is now it's interesting because they've now got two quality centers, and I'm not talking Javale McGee as mm-hmm. much as I like to have ribbed you earlier on right. that. But he is playing okay. Did you see that sweet one behind the back, behind his head finger roll that he did yesterday? That was too funny. But anyway, yeah, always, you know, listen, I I have always been a big Javale McGee fan. And where the conflict always came with me with JaVale is that I just believe that it, the Lakers, I've been ever since we've, I mean, I've, I've spent 10 years railing about the fact that the Lakers just would not spread the floor and yeah. give room for their players to attack. 
and play a modern offense, you know. Oh so no, I'm I'm, thrilled, I'm, just... I'm thrilled with I'm thrilled that we've got got Gasol. I'm thrilled that we got rid of of McGee and Howard. And people shouldn't interpret that as being even no, in the way that we dumped them. It is not an insult. I I I love Dwight for coming back. I love JaVale for coming back, but I just happen to like a different style of basketball to win in today's game. Oh, that's fine. Um, no, I'm just I'm just getting you on yeah. that. But I'm just uh when it comes to now in Cleveland, they have Drummond and also Jared <laughs> Allen. And Jared Allen needs to start. I'm just gonna say this out. Jared Allen yep. is is someone who he's been waiting, finally gets his chance. All of a sudden, here comes you know, DeAndre Jordan takes a spot, right. kind of bumps him out. Then you have now again a situation where he's behind Drummond. Drummond is most likely if he can be moved, he's got a massive contract, but it is, I think, one year left, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think yeah, I think, I think you're right. So that may be of uh, you know, some that may be of importance to some individuals out there, teams that are out there. So that's something to look at. I think a big winner in this, and you're missing this, is something I just mentioned, but you were talking, because I don't think you heard me, Philadelphia. Because not only are they now, you know, they they the temptation of trading away mm-hmm. Ben Simmons. Who you really liked? Well, they're they're playing, they're playing well, and uh, obviously and, they weren't willing to they weren't willing to include one of their young players, Maxi primarily. You know, they they and that, I think that would have been the trade that that would have been the better trade. Ben uh, Simmons and Maxi would have been yeah. a better trade. Maxi scored thirty eight points the other yeah. day when and, and it and looks he like he, defense. He's a great yeah. defender. Yeah, so he looks like oh, he's going to be a steal for them. Know, I think that was a smart move. Uh, you know, it's. It's kind of good to see Daryl Morey not pull the trigger just out of habit, you know. Yeah. Um, well, the thing, the thing know, now, you know, he was, you know, he had his finger on it a number yes. of times, and he, he's saying, James Harden, oh man, I, I don't know if I can not do this, but he didn't. And I think the reason he didn't is because of how well they've been playing. Yeah. They're well, the everybody and- right now at this point in time. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout. But we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the world champion, Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Well, everybody now seems to have their big two or big three in the case of Milwaukee and Brooklyn, but for me, I'm, I'm looking at the rest of the rosters of some of these Eastern Conference things teams that are out there yep, i'm yeah. I st- gotta like philadelphia again yep. they're, they're they've they're built out a, a really good off season and they've really started to click on that if they get everybody healthy from their COVID scare that ought to be something boston i still think they've got some work to do but i, I still think that they're going to be very competitive indiana you know who knows what's going to go on with indiana now will that be a good fit with karis avert or not we'll have to wait and see i'm Is hoping it that it causes them to lose and they'll eventually uh Want to want to put uh, put Turner on the trade market? I'd love to. Yeah, that's true because they're not going to trade Sabonis. It looks like he's clearly yeah. won out on that. The young guy. Yeah, Miles but, is the guy that you know. Although he's 
he's only 26 or 27, I think. Yeah. Uh, but he's the guy I've always coveted as the perfect center to play with Anthony Davis. So we'll see how it plays out in the Eastern Conference. But well, what do you think? Of, what do you think of the Nets situation, though? I mean, and and uh, I'll give a little credit to Magic Man. He uh, he uh, sent me a he sent me an email basically criticizing one of the headlines that I actually I actually quoted a headline from somebody else that uh, was sort of picking on the uh, mental stability of of the Nets superstars, um, and and. Uh, in deference, in deference to Sean, who, who's always been, you know, a guy who's supported the whole idea that all of us have mental health problems, and we all do, and everybody does. Um, the the stability of the four veteran players who now comprise four fifths of the starting lineup for the Brooklyn Nets are four guys who've all had struggles with whether it's dealing with Twitter. In the case of, uh, of KD, whether it's Kyrie and his his commitment to the team, whether it's James Harden and his ability to get along with another superstar, I mean, he kicked three superstars out of out of Houston, um, or whether it's DeAndre, who you know obviously is the only guy who's ever really reverted back on a on a free agency contract, and you know, and had that whole incident with the Dallas Mavericks. Um, so you've got four guys who aren't the most stable as far as how they handle mental pressure. And it'll be interesting to see, because I think one of the areas where that's really going to come into it is when you want to build a cohesive defense, it always starts with team first. Well, they need DeAndre Jordan as and, far as and Clippers. Team first, team first on a defensive approach. If you're going to involve KD, definitely has the ability to be an elite defender. There's no doubt about that. He has the skill and the length and so forth. And he has proven it. And he's proven it, but he still he still goes into these funks, you know. And 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 then well, that's what happens I, when Kyrie's never been a good defender. Never really cared much about defense. Um, but that's what well, Andre. When it, when know, it comes I, I just I just worry about that team being able to play a quality of defense. For example, I think I don't see them getting past Milwaukee. Well, the thing is, you know, when it comes down to it, again, both teams are now have or suspect or the 76ers. These these teams right now have suspect benches, all of them, yeah. as far as it's concerned, when it comes, especially when it comes down to Milwaukee and Brooklyn. Brooklyn, you got to go ahead and have a DeAndre Jordan uh, from the Clippers. You got to have that guy step in and come through. Not not the current one that you have now that seems like he's kind of washed and way overpriced. Looks like they do have the KD from the Warriors, though, and, and from Oklahoma City. And with KD, you're right. But then again, when you have a great offensive player like KD and LeBron, they're tuned to sometimes tuning out on defense. There's been points where yeah, LeBron has... I, I, think that that's, I think that that's a criticism of LeBron in... The years of the Cavaliers, because with the Lakers, basically. Well, the first year with the Lakers. The first year with the Lakers. First first year, year, maybe. But we were still, you know, I can still remember that Christmas Day game when he got injured and how well the team was playing and how it had started to peak. Very similar. Maybe not peak. I think you made a good point earlier. Is it peak or finally starting to get your rhythm? In this particular case, we finally finally started to get our rhythm. and, And I thought we did that year, too. But what's made the difference with LeBron is AD because AD's challenged him 
to oh, yeah. play defense at that level that he knows that LeBron is capable of. Um, and he did it again three games ago, and we've seen what the results are team-wise. But that's what KD needs, and he doesn't have that. He doesn't yeah, have yeah. that right now because DeAndre Jordan. player on the team to focus on defense the way that AD can. Because DeAndre Jordan is not the DeAndre Jordan of 2015, no. and that's, that's the problem right there for you. Again, I think it's a little bit more jumbled at the right. top. I, I think that all three of those teams have a chance to go on and move on. I think it comes down to at that point in time in a playoff matchup, who's the hot team or who's yeah, the I hot player? I could see the Nets. I could even though I think that I think that the 76ers are going to beat the Nets if they play them, and I think Milwaukee will beat the Nets if they play them. But I could see the Nets winning because they have they have three superstars, and probably you could at, at I don't. There's no doubt that they're they're second and third superstars. And maybe their first superstar in the case of the Nets is better than the 76ers two superstars or the Bucks one superstar. And then you always got to worry about, you know, when it comes to Milwaukee, are they going to make the right decisions? It's Budenholzer going to yeah. make the right decisions. Remember, I criticized the way they've that lost, they've lost a lot of depth in their bench, too. Yeah. You know? And they have, well, that's what I'm saying. Four through 10, you know, it's going to be a big concern for both of those teams. But yeah. again, it's the, it's Budenholzer. still in the COVID situation when we get to the summer. Yes. But Budenholzer, you know, I made criticisms of how he coached and how the defensive player of the year was not guarding Jimmy Butler in crucial right. points. That's because he's not that kind of a defensive player. And that's, that's the problem. You know, you're seven feet with all the athleticism in the world. You need to go ahead and, and be that player. Right. And in, in a matchup, Tom, you know, if you're, co you're coaching out there, and you know, let's say you're Steve Nash, who are you going to have guard, KD? Who is the right. best matchup? It's certainly not Middleton. It's yeah. certainly not, yeah. Or, it's or, certainly or not it around, Gerald. I mean, the big advantage that the Lakers have is they have two guys who can guard Giannis. They probably got two guys who can guard KD. And they probably got two guys who can guard almost anybody on any team. I think the toughest matchup for the Lakers, assuming that he continued to play the way he's played, are going to be the 76ers. Because we really don't have anybody who can really guard Embiid. He's much more powerful of a low post player than AD is used to guarding. He's the kind of guy, for example, that Dwight Howard will, we would miss Dwight Howard in a series against Philadelphia. I agree. But, and Marcus all is going to get in foul trouble. It's going to yep. get in foul trouble. But Mark, gotta... hey, Mark, Mark has, Mark has been blocking shots. Yes. It's not the same kind of a block. It's that strip. It's the good position and so forth, but he's, he's a savvy player and he's, uh, he's, he's holding his own, you know, and the team is holding its own. Uh, I thought Caruso, uh, Kuzma had a great block tonight. It was just a terrific play, and AD probably would have blocked the shot too. Shea Alexander was was trying to drive against both of them, and but the uh, the real difference between the Lakers and the other teams are the kind of defense that they can put themselves into, and all of that really starts and goes to the core of what Anthony Davis brought to this team, both in his own individual attention to defense and his own individual skills and the way that he influenced LeBron James to play the kind of defense that LeBron is capable of playing. Because yep. you put those two together on the court, playing both ways, there's nobody who can match up with the Lakers. Absolutely. And we'll be looking forward to that, starting with Milwaukee next week. But coming up in the next couple of days, on Friday, 
We're going to be back for after the game with New Orleans. Looking forward to that. Unfortunately, no Zion because he's in health and safety protocols. And then uh, I will check up on that and give everybody details on that as far as if it's for him or if his contact tracing. But also as well, you want to make sure and check us out again each and every day at Lakerholics.com. We've got two individual fans out there from Lakerholics.com. And before we go, Tom, and before you tell everybody what you're up to, want to go ahead and if you can give a big shout out to those individuals who are right now with coronavirus and our hearts and our thoughts are with them at this time. Yeah, one of one of them is Val Carr, who anybody who used to be on the LA Times Lakers blog or True Lakers fan blog or Lakerholics.com will recognize his Nuggets country. He lives in uh, he lives in Colorado. He's he's actually now the mayor of Woodland Park, Colorado. So Val is, uh, has a tough case, a really hard case of COVID right now and, and is basically fighting for his life. So we, we want our, everybody to have best wishes and hopes and prayers uh, for Val to pull through and recover from that. Um, and then another great uh, Lakers blogger uh, who I've been, trying to get, I've been trying to work out on his schedule to get him to join us on the, on the podcast is Bubba. He's in Atlanta. He was one of the guys that all year long kept giving us the inside scoop that that the Democrats were going to win the Senate races in 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 Georgia. And I give a lot of credit for Bubba. Uh, he he's he's doing well. He's got a fairly mild case. And and so uh, he's a younger guy, obviously, Val. Val is uh, more my age, so he's uh, in a much higher risk category. But our, all of our hopes and prayers for everybody, please uh, do your best to wish him wish both of them well. And uh, a speedy recovery and uh, uh, everybody on the site is uh, is obviously pulling for them. Um, you know, it it really it's become so prevalent now that it's pretty hard to to be in society anywhere and not have somebody where you work, uh, where you blog, where you uh, where your friends and neighbors are to not have somebody who's fallen to this terrible disease. And our thoughts and our prayers are with both of those individuals. I do want to give everyone an update for Zion. Zion's test came back inconclusive. So because of its inconclusivity, he is currently quarantining at his hotel room right now in Los Angeles. So we'll see what happens, whether or not he tests negative tomorrow or he can test positive or what have you. So he's being reevaluated at this point in time. So we'll see how that affects the game going forward on Friday. But again, speaking of Friday, we'll be here right here at the Lakers fast break to go ahead and do another great post game. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to hearing your comments out there. That's at Lakers fast break at Laker Tom. And of course, stop by Lakerholics.com or our new Facebook group, Lakerholics. We truly appreciate it. But again, Laker Tom, I want to thank you for stopping by. We truly appreciate it and look forward to talking to you again on Friday post game right here at the Lakers fast break podcast.